Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have an excellent question and I was asked this. Okay, I wasn't asked. I was told. Pastor John, you need to do a podcast. You and Duke need to cover the holiness of God. I just cheated, read through your notes. We got a biblical feast coming, folks. And I'm not over-promising. I'm telling you this. I love how you've laid this out. Oh, my goodness. Can't wait. This is going to be good. One jump in. This is going to be good. So the question that we would ask is, what is the holiness of God? I thought, okay, if we need to cover it, we might as well make it the question, right? What is the holiness of God? Hey, but we're going to get to it. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And you are on According to John. And today we're going to light it up, uh, just bringing glory to God because he is so holy. I think God looks down and his eyes go to and fro upon the earth, beholding good and evil. And he looks to find those whose hearts are perfect towards him mature i think mature is better word than perfect because if if you yeah if you use perfect people are like oh i'm not i can't be but how about mature yeah that he might show himself mighty this is this is the anchor of civilization this is this is the center of 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 history the holiness of god Johnny, this is foundational to the history of, of, of the world and God moving, the holiness of God. It's who he is. It's what the universe reflects. And when you don't get this right, you're going to struggle with everything else. It, well, here's the other thing. How can you honor him as, him as God if you don't find him holy? And of all the attributes of God, he's omnipotent, he's omniscient, he's immutable, uh, he's unchangeable, uh, he's ever-present, all that. Uh, Holiness Holy. is the foundation for everything, and it is almost completely neglected yes. Yes. in our world today. But, but, and but not on according to John. Not on according <laughs> to John. And, and here's one of the other things that I think we fail to realize is when we see or realize the holiness of God, at that point, we understand why he can't have anything to do with sin. At that point, everything changed for Moses, didn't it? Everything. Everything changed for Isaiah. It, everything changed for Paul. Yeah. For Daniel. For I mean, go th- go through the scriptures, man. When they realize the holiness of God, everything and the, and the Holy Spirit in every one of their lives pointed it out central in the text. Yes. Yes. And if we can well, get were, a, a better view of God, higher view of his holiness, man, it'll help us in everyday life. Right. There was, there have been, there were several passages that I had to leave out because we would never have gotten it in an hour. (laughs) There were so many passages. I went, Oh, that's so, Oh, I can't put it in. It's just, we don't have the time for it. The holiness of God. Brother, open us in a word of prayer, and then we're going to get started. Okay, let's pray. Father, we know the devil doesn't like what we're talking about today. Bind him, we pray, by the power of the gospel and the blood of the Lamb. And anoint Pastor John as he leads us in this wonderful Bible study. Let it not just go into our ears, but into our heart. Lord, conform us to the image of holy Jesus, we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what is the holiness of God? And if we're talking about in Christian theology, which obviously that's what we have to do because that's where we're at, right? So the holiness of God, actually the word holy has two meanings. First, 
The holiness of God refers to the unparalleled majesty of his incomparable being and his blameless, faultless, unblemished moral purity. I think you need to say that again. That's a mouthful. It's awesome, though. It is. The holiness of God refers to the unparalleled majesty of his incomparable being and his blameless, faultless, unblemished moral purity. Amen, amen. That is where, on every level, humans fail is on that moral purity, right? I mean, that's if there's going to be a struggle it, for us, that's where it's going to be. But yet God, that's who God is on every facet, every level. And that is when we recognize, and truth be told, because that's where we can relate with God is on morality, mm-hmm. that we understand his holiness and how... And why he is so set apart from us. And his nature is so opposite of our fallen nature. But provision is made, is what this is all about, Mm -hmm. for his holiness to kind of step in and take over our unholiness. And as we do, we're we're challenged. We're probably hated. But nonetheless, we are experiencing the God who created us. He's revealing himself in us. And hopefully through us. Well, Isaiah got it. Chapter because, 6. Yes. Yeah. Right? I know where you're going with all this, Johnny. Isaiah 6, 1 through 5. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts at the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I said, and then this is Isaiah, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And everything is going to change on that moment. You know, um, Isaiah, this can put this in its context. He's yeah. a young prophet. He's kind of at the front end of his ministry. It's going to last for many years. He's going to speak to kings, and he's just, he's the man. But there's something that he needs to really pull this all together. And God has him right where he wants him. King Uzziah died, and he was kind of a national hero, and mm-hmm. he had really brought good days to Israel. And they're, oh, no, he's gone. You know, King, what are we going to do now? It's not about Uzziah. It's about God. All these great things that Uzziah accomplished, Uzziah accomplished none of that. That was right. all God. And now he's overwhelmed. If you've never been overwhelmed by God, you got some scary and great stuff waiting for you. He was overwhelmed. Pick up here. Yeah. So in Revelation 4, it's actually 1 through 8, which I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to just jump down to verse, uh, oh man, 5, uh, 4, 3. Okay, let's read it because, dude, it's so powerful. Life-changing. So here it is, John, who wrote the Gospel of John, the Apostle John, right? He writes here in Revelation where God has exposed, and by the way, it's Revelation, not Revelations, <laughs> just for clarity, right? And it, and in four, because if people go, I read Revelations. No, no. you didn't. No, you didn't. 
Exactly. <laughs> no, you didn't. The, what do you mean? It's revelation. Johnny has a bent on things being perfect. I OCD. You All right. get away with that. <laughs> it drives my people crazy. All right, here we go. <laughs> Verse four one. After these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. I love how John says the voice sounded like a trumpet. Mm-hmm. Thundering, right? Got your attention. Verse 2, immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in the appearance like an emerald. Verse 4, around the throne were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes. They had crowns of gold on their heads. Go to verse 5. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. Verse 7. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, and the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Let me put Dude, this- I got... I got it. This is the context. <sighs> Revelation 4.1, trumpet sounds. Every rapture verse has a trumpet. Uh, the door is open. Christ is the door. I think the rapture of the church is Revelation 4.1. Yes. And all of a sudden, we're there, and what do we encounter? This. And so this Wait is introduction to heaven, okay? This is where it starts. We're going to step awesome. in, and we're not going like, hey, five, how you want? Hey, come on over for dinner today, you know? No, no, we're going to, when he, when we go to be with him, here's him. Holy. I know that's holy, holy. And we're going to be arrested. We're going to be on our face and it's going to permeate us. And I think we're going to have immediate reflections of how I wasn't near as holy as I should have been. And I should have studied it out a little bit more. It was all through the scripture. And yet I kind of got along in the 21st century church, churchianity. And, you know, we just thought about how do you feel now? Did you like that song? And, and uh, wait, 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 where's Jesus in all this, bro? Amen. Right? I'm all pumped. I'm sorry. Dude, you're, uh, I know. I just had to adjust your volume because you're blowing it up. But oh, I love it. Okay. You I can love fix it. That. I'll, you can fix that. Dude, you yeah. just hang in the pocket. All right. So the first was the holiness of God refers to the unparalleled majesty of his incomparable being and his blameless, faultless, unblemished moral purity. Second, holy, the second meaning of holy. Holy also refers to something or someone that has been separated from the common or set aside for God's use. Holiness is definition one. Uh, holiness does. Dude, two, that's definition number two. Holiness is. Holiness, holiness does. does. So I get a point for that. John. You, I'm going to give you a point. That that's actually a, a decent. That's you're in. You got it right there. The old man. <laughs> the old man. <laughs> <laughs> the old man. You got to give the old man something so he keeps coming back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> man, I'm so happy. Today's Clams been, can't get happier than me. Dude, today's been a good day. It's a great day. Jesus is coming. 
We're on the winning team. Everlasting life. Man, oh, man. Well, you know, we were, so you and I were talking. This has got nothing to do with the podcast, but you and I were talking earlier before we started this, uh, this morning, and we were just talking about the value of teaching all the scripture, mm-hmm. not just what makes you feel good, not just what keeps you happy, but all the scripture. And, you know, the truth is we talk about the holiness of God, and that's wonderful. And we're like, yeah, our God is holy, holy, holy. But there's a call on us if we recognize him as holy. There's a there's a, a life-changing effect on us if we call him holy and he's our God. Old Testament, Moses sees the burning bush. What's his experience? Pretty much what we're going to have in Revelation chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Take off your shoes for the ground upon which you stand is Holy. holy. I thought you were going to lose that point, John. Oh, holy. holy. I was in. I was I was looking at my next point, <laughs> okay. and then... I thought I had you. Yeah, no, nah, you didn't get me. Not yet. Holy. <laughs> and uh, it seems like holiness, a, a, a wave of the understanding of the holiness of God, kind of triggers something that's happening inside of us, got our attention on him, which takes our attention off all the lesser things, and now his holiness begins to grasp our attention. It begins to take over our lives. If he's your God, it should. Yeah. And in Old Testament, it says in the law that Moses wrote, of course, it was the Holy Spirit writing through Moses, be ye holy for I, I am, am holy. holy. I'm teaching with my seniors through uh, my seniors class on Wednesday mornings through First Peter. And guess what it says there? Exactly the same thing. Yeah. Be ye holy for I'm holy. Well, and that's one thing about the book of First Peter. It is, this is Jesus. He is holy. He is righteous. He is God. He is everything. Therefore, we need to be exemplary of Jesus, which is everything Christ is. We need to follow suit, I know morally speaking. I know you're going to cover this biblically, but i just like to throw this in right now. There was a, a time when holiness would look like for some people who, who don't know what, what John's going to teach you here. Their idea of holiness is this is long list right. of rules. Do this, don't do that. And if we maintain that, then we're holy. No. That's, it's it's more of a hard attitude, man. Yeah, it's legalism. Yeah. And then we can be above others because our list is longer than your list. Right. And there's a lot of religion that falls into that well, sanity. And our next podcast is literally can people be holy? Yeah. That that and we're going to talk exactly about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh because we, where do we stand if we serve a holy God? Like that's a legit question. So anyway, on the second example of holy being referring to something or someone that's been separated uh from the common or set aside for God's use. And so that could be things and that could be us people. Mhm. Uh, an example that I put in here was Belshazzar. You know, Belshazzar in Daniel, he uh, he is the son of Nebuchadnezzar. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm teaching this on Wednesday nights, and I call King Nebuchadnezzar King ne- Nebi. Nebi. Amen. I call him Nebi, and I call Belshazzar Shazzy. <laughs> Shazzy is not too, too intelligent because Daniel even says, 
Shazzy, you watched your dad. You grew up watching this, and you saw how God treated your dad. You saw how how your dad was put out into the field for seven years because God wanted his holiness. God wanted his reverence, and she, uh, Nebi wasn't giving it to him. And so God says, okay, Nebi, here we go. And, and he set him up. The cool thing was through that and God's holiness and grace and mercy, he he teaches Nebi so that Nebi comes to repentance. Shazzy, Shazzy witnesses all of it, but he never comes to repentance. And God doesn't give him a break because Shazzy takes all the stuff that was holy and set aside in the temple, being the goblets and the the cups. The artifacts, and, yeah. yeah. And he takes them and brings them into his sacrilege party celebrating false gods and drinking out of this stuff, mocking God. God. And God says, Daniel told him the dream because there was, you have to read Daniel anyway. And Daniel says, because you knew better, Mm -hmm. not because you went through it, but because you witnessed it, Mm -hmm. you're going to die today. Yeah. I love that about Nebuchadnezzar. He was celebrating God as the greatest God among the gods. And God said, no, it's you, you haven't got it. I'm the only God. I'm the only, right? Yeah. Well, and by definition, and this is where people miss it, because people will say, uh, well, whose God is right? The God of the Christians or the God of Buddhism or the God of Allah, you know, Allah of the Muslims. I mean, but but here's what you people don't realize. God, by definition, means supreme being so there can only be one yeah and then everything else is just satan's deceptions yeah there can only be one and what i find interesting even in the quran jesus christ is the only one that gives life Mm -hmm. in the quran the the rest of the rest of the quran takes requires and kills until you get to jesus and then jesus gives life even in the Quran, Jesus is God of life. I've read through the Quran uh, from cover to cover twice, and I took a lot of notes. And we have to do a podcast on it. We'll it's, have to. Do wasn't that. at all what I what I thought it would be, but uh, Jesus, uh, you know, Bel- uh, Shazzy, Shazzy had seen, <laughs> he had experienced the God of Heaven, right? The dreams interpreted, and now when he crossed that line that night, that's the night the handwriting came on yeah. the wall. Yeah, he was guilty of sacrilege, he was mocking God, and God said, I don't need to give you any more chances because you had your whole life to witness me through your father. And immediately, who does he call in? Daniel. Daniel. I know. Oh, yeah, Daniel, he'll explain all this. <laughs> Daniel went, Daniel went, dude, I'm going to tell you what that is, but you ain't going to like you it. You ain't going to like it. <laughs> You're going down. You didn't learn from your daddy. And then within the hour, he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was. This is a fantastic event that you have to read about in the book of Daniel. Uh, it's fantastic. You know what? I was in New York City, a Metropolitan Museum of Art, and I love the ancient stuff. And I'm in this one uh, place. And I look through the the window, and there's a big uh, golden chalice, probably hold five, four gallons of, of punch. And it was from the Persian, em- uh, from the Babylonian Empire. Wow, that would have put it on the uh, Nebi. I and I saw that and I got goosebumps. Yeah, I'm looking at this and it was from that and this thing was probably uh, the gold in this probably weighed forty pounds, 
And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, this is probably the punch bowl that was in the room when the handwriting came on the wall. And Shazzy. Shazzy has a meltdown. (laughs) Go get Daniel. What's going on? And I'm I'm seeing that and realize, holy cow, the Bible, it's not just stories. It really happened. Yeah. Shazzy's grandmother was actually the one that said, you need to call Daniel. Yep. And because Shazzy's arrogance wouldn't allow him to call anyone until all of a sudden he realized nobody could answer it but Daniel. And he's like, okay, go get Daniel. Holiness, I think we could summarize all of that. Holiness was violated and a price was paid. Other point. Dude, right there, baby. I will go with that one. Two points. So look, unlike God's created beings being us, God is eternal, preeminent, omnipotent, omniscient omnipresent god was is and will be before everything and all things god is ageless tireless and faultless god is beyond human comprehension and the truth is our language lacks amen the superlatives that we need to describe god words can't capture it we can't we can't, dude. I mean, uh, I sat there, and and so many times I've tried, and then uh, Samuel, uh, was it Samuel Locke? Lockyer? No. Um, Lockyer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that does um, My God, where he says, I can't describe him. Oh, Sam Lockridge. Lockridge. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he goes this whole list. <laughs> I wish I could explain him to you, but he's unexplainable. He's indescribable. <laughs> he's unfathomable. <laughs> I wish I could explain him to you. <laughs> That's, That's what he does for 10 minutes. Yes, he does. He does it well. Dr. Sam Lockridge. Yeah. yeah. Google it. It'll bless you out. Yeah. Go on YouTube. Put in Samuel Lockridge. Um, Christ or something like that. Christ the King. Yeah. Christ or he's my king. Yeah, he's my king. That's what it is. Yeah. You will be blessed. I'm telling you. Yeah, he's yeah, my king. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Lo- Samuel Lockridge. He's he's a black preacher. And let me tell but you. Dude is- he is filled with the spirit. Listen, by the time you get done listening to that, dude, you're ready to jump tall buildings in a single bound. You're ready to charge with a squirt gun. <laughs> with go. or without water. <laughs> you're ready. <laughs> I swing over hell on a corn stalk, man, singing Amazing, Amazing Grace. Grace. Tell you what. Oh my goodness. So listen, uh, when we talk about who God is, even in the Psalms, the psalmist in 42 one talks about his unequal goodness and, and majesty. And he says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you. Oh God, listen, when we realize, and we don't, we don't really have the words to describe God and his holiness. But when we look at it and we realize, that's the, that's the key. When you really realize how holy God is, we're like the psalmist, man. My soul pants for you, oh God. Like I, I realize that like the deer that is thirsty and he's at the water and he's panting because he feels like he's going to die. That water at that moment is the way God should be to us. You know, fulfilling satisfying life giving man as the hippies would say right you know when you don't understand god's holiness which is most of us most of the time we almost view his holiness as like a threat right, right. 
and yet when 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 we see it, it it overwhelms us and it it comforts us and it it does something inside of us that like the the deer that panted for the water and you have this insatiable uh, thirst and the only thing that can satisfy that thirst is god is, is god and his holiness yep Yep. And even if you're thirsty and you drink, say when you're, when you're really parched, man, I mean, you, you are, you're dehydrated, you're parched, you're cotton mouth, the whole nine. And then you grab a soda. You're like, this doesn't it. Or a coffee or a tea. And you're like, this isn't it. Only one thing. Cold glass of water. Water. Oh man. H2O. Right. And that is, that is the way God is to us when we truly grab hold of his holiness. Nothing and no one satisfies like God. And the Lord is our great reward and inheritance, Joshua thirteen thirty three. But the tribe of Levi, Moses, had given no inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he had said to them. God is our inheritance. And in the New Testament, it says that if we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we'll be heirs and joint heirs with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> our inheritance is everything God owns. Mm-hmm. I apply that when I drive through the Adirondacks. I've climbed all 46 of the high peaks. So right. I drive by with somebody say, I own that mountain. <laughs> right? It's mine. And the reality is it is. I've climbed it. God made it. Gave it to me. It's mine. It's yeah. in my bag. You inherited it. Yeah, I'm, a pe- I'm a peak bagger. All the 46ers <laughs> know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. that, that one belongs to me. So you had a goal to, to conquer the 46 peaks. High peaks, yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, getting ready to get in shape because I want to ride my bicycle from uh, where the trail starts in Cohoes, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Erie Canal. Oh, my. All the way to Cleveland, Ohio. We'll talk. I might join you. Seriously. Yeah. I'm, Dude, I'm I would love that, right? So. Um, vacation that would be. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can s- schedule it so that your stops are at hotels so you're sleeping and getting a good night's sleep. But that's what I, that's like on my bucket list uh, that I want to do, right? And uh, But it's mine. Why not? And it's my trail. It's, mm-hmm. My, my lake is my, yeah, right? I'll share my mountains with you, John. Dude, I'll share my trail. <laughs> <laughs> but the holiness of God and the ownership of God of everything. Is, right. is so. I love this word, nothing or no one satisfies. Yeah. That see the ultimate you know, the holiness of God is not some kind of a challenge to us. Oh no, here's the here's the bar. We gotta get up there. We're dead. No, no, it's it'll satisfy us. Well, and everyone's looking to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. They're just looking in the wrong places. And they go bigger, better, more, bigger, better, more, get yeah. rich, get it all, and lose their own soul and wind up unhappy yeah. at the top. You know, the holiness of God actually creates a dilemma in the hearts of man. It does. Because we're like, oh, we can't get there. We're not perfect. So that justifies our sin. Mm-hmm. When the reality is we're like, God says he's holy and we are called to be holy. Uh, which should draw us to him, right? Because he made us. Look, Genesis one twenty seven says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. Male and female, male and female, male and female. He created them. I, was, I got hung up there. I was like, <laughs> in today's world, it's important to go over that at once, one extra time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The other 71 genders we haven't found yet in scripture, but we'll just go with these two. We're right? looking. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking. We're, we haven't given up. <laughs> 
<laughs> but God created us and he created us for him and to be drawn to him. And in Psalm 103, know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And then we're called to enter into his gates. Mm-hmm. Holiness is starting to kick in here, baby. Right. And thanksgiving with thanksgiving and into his courts with what? Praise. and, and li- But you're not going to praise him until you really understand he's holy. You know, and but it emerges from within. Praise, be thankful unto him, bless his name, yeah. for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Yeah. Right. To see, anyone that'll call on him, his like truth endures to Holiness it. is, holiness does. And we are the beneficiaries of right. holiness. Right. And we're called to be like Christ who is holy. So when people go, well, I can't be holy, hang around because we're going to do a podcast on that too. But Yes, you can. Uh, Jesus can make you holy. It is a requirement. People get hung up. You know, we're living in a world that's like a total unconsciousness. Even right. a lot of the churches today pay no attention to mm. holiness. Right. And there was a holiness movement back in the 1800s, and people got uh, kind of arrested, like, whoa, we've neglected this. And we had all the doctrine and theology and all this down, and they became a little bit arrogant mm. in their own minds. And all of a sudden, there was like this movement of awareness of the holiness of God. Right. I, I can't, maybe I can't move the world to God's holiness, but I can be moved there. Right. Right. And, and the, I don't and the, have to miss it because the world's missing it. But here's the problem. And you just said it, you know, just like the Israelites trembled in fear when God appeared to Moses on the mountain uh, in Sinai. Man prefers to keep God at an arm's distance. Mm-hmm. It's huge, Johnny. Because if we don't keep if we keep him at an arm's distance, we can almost justify a bad lifestyle or poor decisions. But if we allow God to get close, we can no longer mm-hmm. justify that. Exodus 20 18 through 21 says this. Now all the people witnessed, witnessed. That's a key word here, right? Because saw it. they saw it. And, you know, today people witness God all the time because we read that in Romans 1, right? Where people. Sun comes up, sun goes down. We, we witness it. We witness it. So now all the people witnessed the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. They said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And I think today it's like, oh, we'll listen to the pastors that make us feel good, but don't listen to God because all of a sudden there's going to be a requirement or we're going to feel bad. Well, you know, we'll listen to uh, Stephen Furtick who calls himself God. I am God, right? I heard him say it, man. It just broke my heart. Right? And then you got Joel Osteen, your best life now. And, uh, and, and God doesn't want you to live, uh, hurt. God doesn't want you to live, uh, you know, listen, you should be ashamed. You should have conviction. You should realize you're not God. You should be trying to live holy. You should be fearing God, but don't That's run called brokenness. From and then the brokenness brings us to his feet where his holiness right. kicks in and we become holy. We don't than, run. Then we just out doing our life and, oh, go to church and feel better. Oh, yep. you made me feel good. I love how you say that. I feel so good. And yet there's no holiness, advancement right. of holiness in our lives. That's, I think, what the, the Bible prophesied in the last days. People would heap on themselves teachers having itching, itching ears. ears. right? Oh, you make me feel so good. Yeah, but don't hold me accountable. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, I can be 
you know, living a life of uh, debauchery. Right. And, uh, that's okay. Cause I feel good. Yeah. I love how it goes on. They're like, Moses, we'll listen to you, but don't let God speak to us. And in verse 20, Moses says to the people, do not fear for God has come to test you and that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. Listen, God is coming to you for your benefit. And then verse 21 says, so the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Those who desire God draw near and those who don't stand afar off. Isn't that exactly what happened in Isaiah 6? He was overwhelmed and uh, (laughs) and he was drawn to that holiness. And yet uh, the people that he spoke to didn't really want to hear it. Right. It intimidated them. And we'd rather just, we're just comfortable the way we are. Isaiah, you just go off and tell us how, how holy God is, but we will just follow yeah. our little religious rules and we don't, that way we can be comfortable in yeah. our religion. Yeah, we want to know how holy our God is. We just don't want to be like our God. Yeah, we don't want to change. Exactly. We want, to, we want all his blessings, but we want yeah. it on our terms. Exactly. And that's the devil's big lie. Yeah. That you can have both. Well, and people go, oh, I can't be holy because I'm human and I'm a sinner. Well, you're right on both accounts, except for you can be holy and God expects you to be holy. Be holy for I am holy, he says. There's, there's a requirement, but we don't like the sacrifice to obtain the requirement. I find it is I empty out my uh, cup. Of that great coffee. Of that, of that fabulous <laughs> coffee. The only way I can fill this cup with water is if I if if the cup is empty. You have, and that's what Christianity is. As we grow, as we progress, we we face things, and our sinfulness is in our face, and we feel guilty, we feel convicted, and if we and then we take it to the Lord, right? And our heavenly Father who loves us convicts us. If we if He wasn't with us, we wouldn't even bother us. We wouldn't even be convicted. We confess our sins. Mm-hmm. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we grow into holiness. Right. We don't make that same mistake. We learn from it. The fear of the Lord is, is to depart evil. And holiness kicks in. He has to empty us out of self to fill us with himself. He is holy. So it takes that brokenness, that process of sanctification to empty us out. And it hurts. Mm-hmm. Right. But, oh, does it get better? The as, payoff is amazing. There you go. John in Revelation 1, chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 17. So John demonstrated this emotional mixture, right? Um, where it's like, oh, this is holy God. And then, oh, this is a holy God. I mean, <laughs> excited, but then the realization of who he is. Well, it was me, Isaiah said. Yeah, and John does almost the same thing in Revelation one seventeen. It says, and when I saw him, God, I fell at his feet as dead. But. Dude, I love this. But he, God, laid his right hand on me saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. And he goes on. And so he realizes all of a sudden, this is a holy God, very specific Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, the holiness of God just starts to take over in Isaiah children of Israel for yeah. Moses. And, you know, it, it, even though they were rejecting it, it was still taken over. We have to do something with this. We have right. to enter in or pull back. Smart people enter in and foolish people 
draw back. Okay. But usually it's people that want to stay hidden because they have a, a hidden agenda in their heart. And they don't want to give it up to it God. It kind of exposes the motives, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. And in John, Revelation 15, 2 through 4, he has another episode, if you will, when he sees. And he says, And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying... Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. I'm telling you, John is like, you, God, are holy, because John got to see God. And the reality is, John gets to see God on a level that we won't until we see him personally, like the rapture. But we can see God in all his glory if we just get into the scriptures, get on our knees, and we will see God in a light like never before. I start my day in the summer, especially in the scriptures and my worship. Then I go to the garden and I plant those little seeds and the sun shines and the water, I put the water on or the rain brings the water. And then I see those seeds begin to sprout and I care for them and give them space and and uh, the sun gives them and the photosynthesis is taking place and they're taking the oxygen that um, uh, or the carbon dioxide that I give them and they return oxygen to me and I'm experiencing God's creation mm-hmm. before my eyes and the benefit of God's and then creation. I eat it right and it it strengthens my body right to worship him and it's just entering into his holiness and creation in, in, in his very being. And it's overwhelming and it's comforting. And I watch a world, we're watching a world going crazy now. Mm-hmm. So many people are held in fear with all the mandates and the virus. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have no fear at all. I have right. no fear. I have disappointment that people are so riddled with fear. and my, my heart breaks. But see, the holiness of God applies to everything. This right. is like, okay, the world's going crazy. We're over here. How about the whole? No, it's, it's, it's interconnected. Mm-hmm. I think God's calling us to holiness for sure. That's what right. this Bible says. Right. But for a reason that others can see where they're falling apart because they don't know what's going on. We do know what's going right. on. And we who are holy, I mean, his holiness is imputed unto us. Uh, we become bright and shining lights in the darkness. Yeah. And if we look here, how should we be with God? Exodus 27 says, 20 verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Matthew 6, 7 through 9. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. The word hallowed means that he would increase at my expense. Isn't that neat? That he would increase at my expense. That's what John the Baptist said when, oh, that he would increase and I may decrease. You know, I prayed the Lord's Prayer. There's a little Protestant boy, our Father, which art in heaven, now be the name of the kingdom. I had, I prayed that prayer, hallowed. I had no clue what I was saying. And really in my heart, I wasn't saying you be glorified at my expense. I was saying, let me be glorified at your expense. Right. Total flip. 
And that's what this this movement, this health and wealth movement, is exactly that spirit. It's all about me. If you're really good, then yeah. I'm if you're really wealthy. good, I'll really be blessed. Yeah, and that is so demonic. It's a yeah. demonic teaching. It's ap- opposite of the truth. It is. And then you go back to Jesus. It really explains. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and His holiness, His righteousness, yeah. and all these things will be added unto you. Right. You don't even think about a better car, more bigger, better. You don't even think about it. Right. You just think about his glory, and you lift him up, and then, then all these things are added unto you. See, Satan flips it, makes it all about us, and creates all big religious movements that are really opposite of the truth. And Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen: For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits in eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He says, I dwell in the high and holy place with the one who has humbled himself. Mm. He who is holy became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Yeah. You're overwhelming me, John. First Samuel two, two, three, three. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. He's the standard. He is the standard, and we are to bring ourselves to his standard, not try to bring God to our standard, which is all usually what we try to do, right? Let me tweak what you just said just a little bit. I know you're going to agree with it, that he would bring us up to his standard. Right. Not by our power and might, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. Yeah. And he, he, to see, holiness isn't to condemn us. Holiness is to help us. It's to raise us, man. Yeah. You know, the holiness of God should stir our hearts to continual praise and adoration. We should delight in him uh, for it's in Christ, it's in God that's our ultimate purpose. And I feel that happening as we're studying this out. I'm I, sure our listeners are as well. Absolutely. Listen, it is it is in God is where our ultimate purpose and reason for being lies. Jeremiah 29, 11, and so many people know this passage. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Listen, I'm telling you, it is... In Christ, that our ultimate purpose is fulfilled. Because God says, I have a plan for you. I have a life for you. I have a direction for you. Can you imagine if we surrendered to God, what a holy, pure, unbelievable life we would have instead of chasing the... The the substitutes, uh, the facades. Right. You know, Paul clarified that and summarized that in Colossians 2.10. And ye are complete... In him. Completion. Yeah. Fulfillment. Complete literally means lacking nothing. Satisfaction. You know, you you can have nothing sort of in this world and have everything in Christ. Or you see that people have everything and they have nothing. Nothing. Yeah. See people get to the top. Madonna, she got to the top. She was one of the highest paid people at her time, right? She was one of the richest women of her time when she was at her peak, you know, uh, in her career. And she gets there. She's got uh, 50, 60 million in the bank. And she, they, someone interviewed her and she said, there's got to be more to life than this. Yeah. She had everything. Robin and yet Williams had said nothing. exactly the same thing. And Howard Hughes said exactly the yep. same thing. And 
I've heard people say, I made it to the top, and there was nothing there. Solomon got to the top. What do you say? Vanity. It's all vanity. There's nothing there. No one living apart from God is truly whole. There's that woman at the well, or the the woman with the two mites. She has nothing. She she had everything. I know, right? And then you take the woman at the well who had five husbands at the time. She was basically the town. Yeah harlot if you will well, yes. and and she goes to the well with nothing and she leaves with everything because yeah. she meets jesus so i i got this quote it says and i'm not sure who said it it says to those who believe he gives himself god is more than a means of achieving a transitory desire or worldly goal for he is our greatest good god is an end in himself <laughs> That's what I was looking for when I was a hippie, <laughs> smoking dope and doing LSD. I never found that. Right. <laughs> but when I opened the Bible. It's there. All of it. Everything you ever want, desire, and everything you're looking for is in God. God is an end in himself. And God is worthy of our highest respect and reverential fear. James 2.23 says that he is not distant and he's not aloof. It says, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. And so God is there and we can be a friend of God. That doesn't mean God's on our level, but what it means is we are accepted Mm -hmm. Mm. by God, a holy, holy God. He desires intimacy with us despite the sins that we've committed, because let's just be honest, dude, our thinking, our pride, the stain, uh, the, our character, yeah, the, the shameful lapses in our faith, even as a believer, and yet God still desires to be intimate with us. That is overwhelming. And through his son, Jesus Christ, and the redemptive work that he did on the cross, God welcomes us with open arms. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. And then Ephesians 2.8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it's not us climbing up to get there. It's us simply receiving it's us being broken and getting on our knees it's not climbing it's falling Ooh, point johnny that is a definite point it falling is to our knees to, rather than climbing exactly climbing will exhaust you falling and rest will rest Dude, there's a point i'm gonna get we're hitting home runs here uh so listen it and i do i find it remarkable that we can approach a holy god We can't consider him our equal, but we can approach a holy God because he loves us and desires us and sent his son to die for us. And those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, God adopts us as sons and daughters, Ephesians 1.5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of of his will. Not predestined as, as in he chooses who goes to heaven and hell, but he predestined, he chose the entire world to go to heaven, but the entire world will not choose him. Mm-hmm. 
but he chose us. He predestined us. And then he encourages us to call him father. Dude, that word father is a loving, intimate affection. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, and Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. I'm telling you, man, God is so amazing and holy and righteous and just, and he wants us. But we have to surrender. This isn't just a, there's a re, there, there does come a requirement in this humility. He created us with volition. And that volition can harden itself to do what I want. And I don't care what he says. And then we, we pay the price. We live right. without him. We just live unto ourselves. Or when he speaks to us, we listen. My old hippie friend, <laughs> uh, we called him Roach, said, wow, man, if God ever talks to you, man. You, you better listen, right? <laughs> listen to him. Nick Garrick's in heaven. He came to Christ. We were messed up. And he came to visit me a few years ago, and we had a whole week together to just kind of catch up. We were hippies together, did a lot of dope together, and we both landed on faith. And uh, you'll meet him one day. <laughs> I'm looking go around heaven. I'm looking for a roach. Right. <laughs> Not a roach, the roach. The roach, right? the one and only. But think about how a holy and blameless God loves a bunch of dirty faced orphans. Yeah. Right. Who literally were children of wrath, his wrath, Ephesians two, three, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others and to think that God loves us so much he would pull us out of that and make us his children heirs and joint heirs with his son Jesus Christ dude is unimaginable perfect holiness <laughs> deep sinfulness in Jesus yeah crosses over and he who knew no sin became I quoted sin. it you read it I quoted it again he became sin why? Because that affection, that deep love right. of God, right. that redemption, which is in Christ, amazing grace, he crosses over and he comes to us. It's not us coming to him. Right. Whosoever will may what? Come. Come, yeah. Whosoever will, let him come. Call let upon him. the name of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And there's that human side of it. Our response to his holiness means everything. Well, First John 1, 7. And this is, this is amazing, man, when you think about it. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we walk in holiness as Christ is holy, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. A loving, holy God will cleanse us so that we can be with him. Our lives should reflect the purity of God. Matthew 5, 13 says this, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And so our lives should reflect. We shouldn't lose our, our flavor. We shouldn't lose our potency. We should be holding on so close to God that we reflect his holiness. It's interesting on this point when 
Peter had followed the Lord afar off. They had arrested Jesus. And he thinks he's doing the right thing to kind of follow Jesus. And all the other disciples fled. And he's warming his hands by the fire. And Jesus, he, <sighs> Jesus said, you'll all forsake me. And, Jesus, and Peter, no, I won't. They all will, but I won't. And then Jesus said, you're not only are you going to forsake me, you're going to do worse, Peter. You're going to deny me three times. So it's interesting. He's there and they accuse him and he denies it. And then they accuse him again. He denies it with an oath. I know. And then he, he, did not, he denies him again, and he cursed. Curses. The Bible said he curses. And at that moment that he who had been with Jesus mm-hmm. cursed, those who had not been with Jesus, oh, they said, yeah, you, you probably weren't, because if you were with Jesus, you wouldn't curse. The world has an expectation right. of holiness. Isn't yeah. that amazing? It, they do. They just they just have this innate sense of God's holiness. And they want to hold us to it, but not themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, he's probably not really a follower because anybody who really knew Jesus wouldn't talk that way. Right. Wouldn't curse. Right. And it's just amazing how that world just kind of has a sense of his holiness, and yet they, they reject it. Well, and, and that takes us back to us being the salt, right? Because salt is a preservative. And in these days of moral degradation, they don't want anybody telling them about their sin. Yeah, I'm telling you, they don't want it. They don't want to hear it. But because we're ambassadors of Christ, we have to bring this information to them, right? And there's got to be a transformation and a renewal. Second Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you, and as anyone listening, anyone that we can talk to, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. And Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. There is a holiness, and by intimidating, or by, by imitating the holiness of God, we bring honor to God, and we bring comfort to to others. There's a requirement on us to be holy as God is holy and there's no evil in God whatsoever, none. God is pure. He is holy without fault. He's uncompromisingly just. God cannot lie. He cannot make wrong decisions. He is blameless, timeless, and sinless. If you put a little cadence with that, you'd sound like Dr. Lockridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where, where's that at? He cannot lie. <laughs> he cannot make wrong decisions. He is blameless. He is timeless. He is sinless. Amen, amen, amen. Amen and amen. You have to bring that down on the editing. I am there. not it's, touching it. I'm letting it blow up, right? But look, by contrast, dude, we're flawed. We're the exact opposite. Yeah. We're tainted by sin, Isaiah 53, 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, has laid it on Jesus. 1 John 1, 8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. By all rights, a holy and righteous God has got to judge us because we are sinners. He wouldn't be holy if he didn't. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. That is what we earn because of our sin. But the gift of God, the holiness of God and loving us so much, realizing that we have shortcomings, but loved us so much, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The gospel, the good news. From a holy, righteous God. But here's the cool thing. Praise God that we can escape the wrath of God by placing our trust 
in Jesus Christ. Hebrews 2, 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? We can escape by surrendering to Jesus Christ as our Savior. Were it not for the gospel of Christ, the holiness of God would be mankind's greatest fear. Now think about that, right? But because of Christ, we can join him. And no sinner can stand, no sinner can stand in the presence of God's glory but through a simple act of faith, and that is to believe on Jesus Christ. And that is Matthew 9, 6, where we are pardoned when we do that. In Matthew 9, 6, it says this, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, that he said to the paralytic, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house, that you may know, God says, arise, because you believe. I see God is that all-powerful electricity, and you and I are like the lights in that they, there's a, a cord, and that cord of faith makes contact right. with the source and the current is connected right it's and hard. then and then you actually put a post up that says once the once that cord is connected you can't unsee what the world is doing to get you to unsee god okay. or to stop you from seeing god listen i'm going to tell you this guys and i promise you to the lost the holiness of god is a dreadful matter but to the redeemed the holiness of God is our greatest good. And I pray today that you see God in all of his holiness and all of his glory. I pray that when you do that, that you see Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that the day comes, whether it's today or tomorrow, but before you draw your last breath, that you surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then you will not only see God in all his glory and in his holiness, you will one day be with God in all of his holiness. Hey guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next week, God bless. Mm -hmm.